Baller Nation, it's your boys, the Shot Callers, back with another podcast episode. It is officially the off season. F5 season. F5 season. As always, I got my boys here with me. We just heard was Richard. Pick your own nickname, Rich. Uh, 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 hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> tough. Uh, you just call me Rich. Young Rich is what they're calling me around work these days. And to my right, I got my boy, Andre. Come on, man, just roll with it. What's your nickname for the day? It's hard. See? The Chronic. <laughs> the Chronic. <Okay. laughs> Bringing it back, going back to the 90s. Andre the Chronic West. And I'm your host, JV. And we are back to talk off-season basketball. But first, NBA Finals just ended last week, guys. Congratulations to the Toronto Raptors, the 2018-2019 NBA champions. First championship in franchise history. What a crazy season. Anybody that goes into the season saying, well, it's all relevant anyway. The Warriors are going to win. doesn't matter. I mean, I'd like to speak to those people individually right now. Exactly. See what they have to say. Beginning of the season, it's like, well, why? Not not necessarily why even play, but. Well, that's what they say. Well, yeah, some people <laughs> do. But even they're like, well, we know who's going to win at the end of the game. The, 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 the Warriors just play, you know, they don't care about the regular season, come playoff time, but. It speaks to how dynamic and how fluid the the league really is because on any given day, somebody can go out. I mean, we've seen injuries throughout the playoffs, but, I mean, of course, they lost two key players, and it wasn't so easy, and now we have the first-time champs, the Ronald Raptors. What do you think, Andre? I mean, I think you always got to fight the team that's in front of you, right? I mean, just last season, the Houston Rockets were, you know, one missed three-pointer. Should I do the... Should I do the Max Kellerman quote for you, JV? What is it? Twenty-seven missed three pointers and a oh kick. yeah, he always <laughs> and a Chris Paul injury away from winning. Yeah, exactly. He always but, referenced uh, that. I mean, yeah, you you just got to play the team in front of you, and the Raptors did that. I mean, they they had a tough road through the Eastern Conference, um, probably the hardest road, and you know they they came through. And I'm I'm just it's like a fairy tale ending, right? Going from Kawhi joining them at the beginning of the season with the laugh and everything. And then now at the, he's at the top of his game, finals MVP. I think it's, it's one of those, you know, stories for the ages. It's one of those that you, you probably couldn't even write if you were trying to make a script for a movie, right, Rich? I mean, you're like, it's you a know, redemption for everybody, yeah, right? <laughs> which is crazy. Exactly. And, and huge props for Andre. You know, if that was his, uh, Kawhi Leonard was his MVP pick at the beginning of the season. I'll be the first to say he was not on my radar. I always knew how good Kawhi Leonard was, but after that year of not playing, you kind of, you know, it's yeah, all recency yeah, bias, right? What you think you about the year now, exactly. Right? So everybody's like, "KD's the best player in the world." Like I said, recency bias. He had just won back-to-back uh, NBA Finals MVPs. So everybody's like, "What's KD going to do at the end of the year? Does he want to be on the Warriors?" LeBron, and nobody's talking about. Yeah, everybody's talking about LeBron to the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, nobody's yeah. even thinking about Kawhi. They're like, "Oh, he hasn't played in over a year." Um, there, some were even questioning kind of his integrity because of the way he did what he did in San Antonio. Right, and is he even still healthy and yeah, stuff like exactly. that? So, so how quickly we forget. But like I said, you you couldn't write a better script for him. Goes from San Antonio after not playing for a year to Toronto. You know, probably wasn't his first choice if he had a choice of where to get traded to. But he uh he gets there and you know he, they actually talked about this in the pros came press conference I think it was Rachel Nichols where he he well, talked about yeah. how he texted Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry like the day after he got traded and he's like I know you're not happy you lost your best friend let's make something happen straight professional man basically let's make magic happen right so that just speaks to who he is as a person 
uh, on and off the court. I think he's straight business. We've all heard his interviews. You talked about his what his laugh, Richard, at the beginning when they first announced him. Yeah, his ha ha ha. Even ha, when he's being ha, funny, it's like kind of dry. Not dry, but I think he is a funny dude. He's a deadpan sense of humor. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, like we're recording this on the day that the Raptors have their championship parade. Some of those shots from that aerial view of just how packed the the Toronto was, all the streets were. Like I was like, how do cars even get through this? It was insane. It was like a sea of people. I mean, the almost the entire country was there. I mean, yeah, it's Toronto, but <laughs> the still, like it's, the entire country celebrates a Dude, victory like that. Man, they were like, wild, and man, Norman yeah. Powell was trying to jump off the bus, and Kyle Lowry was <laughs> like, "Get on the bus!" Like, yeah, for real, from the opposing bus. What? They had him on, they had him on two teams. Norman Powell was faded out of his mind. Oh, wow. oh no. And, and tried to like trying to five star frog there's a railing, into and, the and crowd. They're going they're going slow and he's like got one foot on the you know middle railing, another yeah. one like trying to spring up. There's a girl hanging onto like his knee and like the guy's like, What are you doing? That's... and then uh Kyle was like, Stay on the bus, Norman. <laughs> Stay on the bus. <laughs> but uh I didn't mean to Shush Norman. <laughs> I didn't mean to get into the antics. Uh, I know it was cool to see um, uh, Kawhi Leonard in the moment really enjoying himself, but like it literally uh, shows you exactly what he's about. He's about working, achieving his goal, and then celebrating afterward. He's out there with a vi- victory cigar. Marcus Gasol's out there chugging an entire bottle of wine on the bus. <laughs> Dude, Kawhi I, I, down an entire bottle of champagne yeah. when they went to the back. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think Kawhi. I mean, I don't obviously don't know Kawhi like that, but I think he's just like everybody else. You know, he enjoys a lot of the typical things that everybody enjoys: good food, good drinks, cigars. You know, he wanted to celebrate, but when he's on the court, it's something else. I yeah. think it's really hard to disconnect. And like so, that. I mean, for him, obviously, winning the ultimate goal is the thing worth celebrating for him. So he said it himself, like just you know making a nice play, like winning a game that, and you're still got more work to do later. It's not worth celebrating for him. But I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, uh, they've just been showing him celebrating the entire weekend. Like I've I've seen him laughing and drinking and smoking and everything ever since they won. So he he's a normal person, just like us. He's not a He's, he's not a robot, despite <laughs> despite what uh, some of these media guys want to portray him as. He's, he's a real dude. It's like JV said, uh, he had a quote saying, we all know what my option was, and it wasn't what Toronto, like his, his choice as yeah. far as where he went. And he said, uh, even though, or reports say that he intimated that even though his initial goal was to get a championship, he had exceeded those expectations, even though the expectation was to win a ring. And he went out and did it. And so I wonder if this entire experience will lead him to want to stay in Toronto for at least one more year, if not multiple, or, you know, we all know that he's a very driven person, as we can see through this playoff run. Um, he Once he gets his mind set on something, he really wants it, the way he goes after the ball, the way that he uh, is after this uh, claw logo from Nike. He's been fighting them for months or almost a year now since he left and signed a new balance. And so that being said, he wanted to go to uh, live and work in, in L.A. for the Clippers, maybe the Lakers. They're on his list of teams. Is he going to be similarly driven, no matter how great this season was, to go live there because that's what he wants and that, that's what he has wanted? What do you guys think? you think he'll move westward or he'll stay in Toronto for a year? I think, or and more? I almost actually – and at the beginning of the playoffs, I said he just needs to make it to the finals and he'll stay. But now that he's won, Andre's like, he's probably going to leave. And I, I agree, and I think he should. Um, you know how they always talk about journeymen? He's going to be like the ultimate journeyman, but like in a positive way. Just go and win. Like, one, he's a journeyman that goes and wins <laughs> titles and then moves on to the next city. Um, it's ridiculous that he did it in one year. So, I mean, either way, if he does leave, if he does stay great. I think that both teams are instant contenders to make it to the finals. And uh, 
more so I think the Clippers just because of the depth is uh, is younger as well. The team is younger and they have the similar depth as Toronto and he's proven that he just needs a few good guys around him. So I think whichever team he goes to, he'll win. I I kind of want it to be the the Clippers just because the Clippers know, deserve some good. Some yeah, good yeah. Stuff I mean, they, they they're them, a very yeah. well run organization. They deserve it, but uh, also I think it's more so like, well, what else can I achieve here? If you think about some of the players when they establish, man, unless he creates like a real dynasty with Toronto, um, if he signs with them, even like long term, if he signs with them long term, four years, let's say, right? I think that's the most he can sign for them with. No, I think five. He can do the five there. Yeah. So if he does the five there, if he doesn't win at least like a couple more, it's gonna seem like damn. Should he have just gone? Just stuck with Toronto because it's perfect right now, right? right? If he leaves Toronto right now, damn, he had that one year in Toronto that was just amazing, and nobody's ever gonna question him. And I think what makes him really stand out compared to the other guys when they go, he didn't go join a super team, right? So even if he goes to the to the Clippers, he's not ring chasing. Because it doesn't look like he's just trying to join this powerhouse. Because it, right. it is a team full of kind of just role, not role players, but very good players as opposed to superstars. So if he goes to the Clippers and wins a title there, like he has a very solid case for becoming the best of all time, in my opinion. Just going, winning, like just winning, just switching conferences every every other season, yeah. east or west. <laughs> I mean, he's only 27. Like, who, the book is unwritten given his health, uh, as long as his health stays in the way he wants it to be. And, and so, like, you look at how they took care of him in Toronto. It seems to be, like, pretty much the perfect situation. What better what better executive could you ask for that knows how to change things up, shake things, shake things up, make moves, get the better of trades, bring in p- personnel that can do what you want to do? And, like, what more can you ask for than a team that can all – do something with the ball, create their own shot, put pressure on the defense, but also defend and not be a weak point. Like things look to be about as good as you can get almost anywhere in Toronto this year. And, and you know, things could change. Of course, Danny green could be gone. Marcus Hall could be gone. Plenty of things can change all around Kawhi. If he does, if he does decide to stay, um, like JV said, I don't think he's going to, he, it was, it came out that he wanted to meet with the Lakers uh, organization with the Clippers organization, Brooklyn, Toronto, and New York. And of all those, I think the Lakers are definitely out. He just won one on his own. I doubt he wants to go team up with LeBron. New and be, York. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, that's what he said. Brooklyn. Yes. New York. No. But uh, why are you so done on New York, Andre? I don't know, man. On they're, the Knicks? They're, mm-hmm. Their front office hasn't been the yeah, greatest in there. I guess, yeah. Uh, you're going from like the best. Uh, <laughs> the only one of those that you mentioned that has probably a better structure, and I don't necessarily better, but similar at least, would be the Clippers. Right. You got a solid owner at the top. You got a very strong GM in uh, Jerry West, and then you have uh, Doc Rivers, who's probably a lot of people would argue he's one of the best, best coaches. coaches in the league. Yeah. Really good tactician, and really gets guys on his side to believe what what he really empowers his guys to do with the best that they can in their role. So yeah, I agree with you Maybe guys. There be too. the man in L.A. He's the I man right now in Toronto. Yeah, no, but he could be the man. <laughs> he's like in the LA. king of Toronto, king <laughs> yeah. of the north, dude. All I'm uh, saying is, Cal- he, for brand purposes, I think it does matter. Yeah, definitely. And and, and if he's the guy about getting paid endorsements in L.A. right there, exactly. it just, and the best thing would be just you know taking that crown as the king of L.A. from well, whatever I, super team. I don't happens, know if that's going to happen in the next two in years the because they just got Anthony Davis and as big as as good as you know us hoop heads and people that really like the NBA like like the Clippers. We think they're a fun team Steve Vollmer's a cool owner you know seems to be like like he has a level head he hires guys that know what they're doing and gets out of their way LA's the Lakers are going to be kings of LA forever like when are we when is that going to change well I mean like I, in terms of being a better team oh for sure yeah. but I mean as far as like getting paid 
being in the limelight, if he wants that like at least a little bit besides the the drive to win, he's never going to be the number one guy in, in L.A. And not while LeBron and Anthony Davis for the next five, six years are in town, the Lakers are going to be the Lakers. Is well, I think, I think you're right because of the – and I don't know if Andre said this, but, I mean, winning solves all that. If you start winning, he has, if he's there the guy is. that keeps LeBron and AD from getting to the finals and he's in the same building, like, dude, that elevates him to a whole other level. And when you talk about diehard fans, like, that can start shifting. Like, obviously, the Lakers aren't in the same situation as the Knicks. The Knicks are very much in a real situation where New York can become Brooklyn, Brooklyn I, City. I mean, we kind of had that from 2012 to the 2015 with the really good L.A. Clippers with Doc Rivers and this good organization and the craptastic Lakers with nobody on them. And everyone's like, oh, the Lakers' young core. Look at these Lakers' young core. Look They're at, New Orleans' these, young look core at, now. Look at, uh, look at Alonzo Ball. Look at uh, D'Angelo Russell. Like, everyone – we were at Summer League when – all of Los Angeles went to Las Vegas to and cheered Lonzo. on Lonzo before that. They all went to cheer on uh, D'Angelo Russell. Oh, yeah, D'Angelo you know? Russell. So yeah, we were yeah. there both times. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not going to change. As much as I think it's a good situation for Kawhi Leonard, I'm happy whichever way he goes. As long as he's succeeding and I get to watch him play as much as possible, I don't have a problem. But if that's what plays into it, I think that that – you can't ignore the fact that the Lakers are going to be number one no matter what. So Yeah. Yeah. Which now that you mentioned the whole AD talk, uh, AD joining the the, Le- the Lebrons, oh, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> um, AD joining the Lakers. You know, you, you mentioned it there, and it's huge, right? What they became instant favorites to win the title in Vegas. They went from like a twenty-five to one odd, you know, chance with just LeBron and that core to the favorite three to what, one. What man? And so I don't want to give away my position before we move on to that. Exactly. I want uh, if one of you guys, if you can, to pull up the exact. Uh, specifics of that trade because some of it wasn't reported initially as far as okay what protections were on what so, yeah yeah so but, but that said i don't what core like it's it's anthony davis lebron james and like kyle, kyle kuzma. kuzma that's the only people that can yeah, start at yeah. the moment so, so it's it's crazy how that that how, jumped all the way up so quick to become the favorites yeah yes. that's ridiculous i wouldn't put my money on them honestly especially in the first year and we don't know where lebron is he was hurt at the end of last season and he's only getting older growing even though he seems like a cyborg but at the end of his contract he'll be 30 like nine exactly <laughs> so the way that the the trade worked out is of course anthony davis to the lakers the the Pelicans got Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and they got next this year's fourth pick, yep. next year's unprotected. I mean, sorry, okay, next year protected, top eight protected. If they don't get that one, then they get unprotected the following year, and then it does that again. Yeah, for they, the following year they can defer. Yeah, so something. it goes protected next year. So they get this year's fourth, next year's top eight protected. If they don't get that, meaning they don't they don't hit outside of the top eight, right? So they don't take that pick. The next year they go unprotected. And then the next year after that, does it again. They do it again. They do that three times. I think you're right on all those specifics, but I think it's every other year because you can't give away two in a no, row. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So I'm not saying they get it back to back. What I'm saying is if next year, you know, if next year the Pelicans don't fall in the top eight, the Lakers get the pick. Mm-hmm. If they do fall in the top eight, obviously the Pelicans keep the pick. And then the next year it's unprotected. And then you keep doing that without obviously going back to back, but you keep doing that. It becomes protected again. And then if they don't hit, unprotected again. And then again, again, like that. You know what I'm saying? And does so that make sense? It does. <laughs> I just know that there's a Stepien rule where, like, let's say what it did fall in their range of protections. Uh, I don't think they could get it in 2020 anyway because they're getting this yes, pick exactly. for the fourth year. No, I get what you're saying. No matter what. So I get what you're saying, but it's just that's how it determines what the pick is. Because mm-hmm. if they hit protect, if it's protect, if they hit top eight, then the Lakers get the next year's unprotected. But if they go ahead and fall outside of the top eight, then the Lakers get the pick. And then in two years, they do it again. Mm. It's top eight protected again. 
Yeah, I think it's a crazy they set haul. Up pretty well. Uh, yeah, the Pelicans are for sure. Um, I know that a lot of people in New Orleans are really happy with this with this outcome. Uh, like, yes, the Lakers can now offer Anthony Davis a fifth year since he's on their team. Uh, since he's on their team now, and next year if they don't extend him, which I don't think they will extend, they'll let him hit free, or he will want to hit free agency and resign. As much as he wants to be there, I think he wants that fifth year. Uh, the Lakers want him there; they want to get the fifth year, so that's a win in that sense. They get five years of him, but they traded away some guys that a lot of people were high on and all these picks, which I think is the crazy part yeah. for one extra year of Anthony Davis when he was probably going to go there anyway. Yeah. Um, they're trading first round picks all the way up to 2024 yep. yeah. with the ability to go to 2025. So mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, it just jumps everything from prote- it goes from protected to unprotected depending on when they hit it. But when you get a generational player, you kind of, I mean, you get one year. Yeah, but generational Richard's player. point is it's, one, it's one year. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing there, Rich was they knew they weren't going to get anybody this offseason. Right. Who the fuck was going to join that shit show? Right. Exactly. And if they get him now, they can attract guys and possibly sign a Kemba Walker or a Kyrie Irving or whoever. Yeah, for also four year, four or five years. Right. right. So now you have, you now you build for the next four or five years in free agency around Anthony Davis and whoever that other players, and you get you still have two years left to LeBron at least. What I think is well, exactly, and he's aging. We don't know how he's going to age, and that plays a factor into it too. They want to get him in the door now because you don't want to waste another year of LeBron after yeah. after they just signed him and they caught L's every step of the way all the way to where we are right now. Besides this draft and the fortune, I guess, of uh, of pulling off this trade, which I think was highway robbery for the Pelicans, by the way, but. What's crazy is the drama, though. Uh, some of the drama, the guys I guess. that were gonna get traded. You think they still wanted to really be there, even though they put on a. I mean, front. Kyle Kuzma got what he wanted. I think. Uh, I think. I mean, he's still for, there, so. I think uh, Lonzo Ball will do better in this new situation with pro- hopefully a, a better medical staff for him. I don't know how it's gonna be for the rest of the Lakers. We've had some health problems on their front, but Pelicans have too. To be fair, yeah, yeah. In the previous years, that's why Eric Gordon wanted out of there. But what I want to say was. Uh, so now, depending on the timing of the trade, because they agreed to the trade, uh, from what I understand, if they trade before the draft or before the as soon as you can for the moratorium. So the moratorium ends on July, July 6th. 6th. If they trade them that day, the Lakers have less cap space yeah. to work with when signing free agents. If they trade them after as soon as you can trade a drafted player meaning that the pelicans July 30th yeah but the pelicans pick a player lakers say okay here's we'll draft them for you and then we'll trade them on the 30th they have more space to do so and it helps out the lakers in free agency but if i'm the pelicans why would i want to do that why would i want to delay the the day we do the trade that just helps you out um Especially with, especially from the Pelicans. <laughs> so, if, so if they do it earlier, they have about twenty-four million to work with. That's not a that's not a max slot. No, um, and if they wait till the thirtieth, they get thirty-two and a half. Right. Well, no, so, they could, yeah. and that, that's if uh, Anthony Davis gives up his four million dollar trade kicker. But I think that he's going to take do that, that anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. going to take that. Oh, because oh, it wouldn't affect it in this case, right? It affects the Lakers' space. It affects it even even in the new scenario. The Pelicans. I thought it pay won't. the four million. But since they're trading them to the Lakers, the Lakers, it hits their cap, even though the Lakers aren't paying it. That's what I uh, read up. And that $9 today. million dollars is also because if you don't wait till the 30th, you can't trade away the cap hit from the draft pick, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think there's, that's what it is. Like, if you don't wait till the 30th, because the draft is this week. Right. So you draft them, and then you when you trade them, if you don't wait till the 30th, then you're, it still hits your salary. Like, when you trade them away, your the, the cap hit doesn't go with them. 
Something like that. So that's what I read. But, that's weird. So that's why they lose the nine million because they lose the five from the trap pick, which that's 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 the projected for the fourth pick, mm-hmm. and then they lose the four from Anthony Davis. So that's the nine. And so yeah, like I said, why would you uh, why would you help out the Lakers via the Pelicans? And then on top of that, if you wait, like you can't get that guy that you drafted to work out in your summer league. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of time team. you lose out yeah. with that, or even show them off to other other franchises if you want to trade them the fourth pick. Uh, so pretty crazy. And I don't, and if, if you're the Pelicans, you want to squeeze the Lakers out of another asset to like hurry it along and kind of help them out. Uh, one, why would you, but two, the Lakers have almost nothing left to give. They can't give anything because you can't give too many consecutive picks. There's that you can't give picks past the seventh year out. Uh, I feel like Rob Belinka has done a number one, like frame it in history. This is going to go down as a savior job move because if, if this doesn't go well for him, they're going to fire him. They already got rid, or Magic Johnson got rid of himself. They want to, um, you know, show off for LeBron, show that they can be the Lakers, do right by Genie Bus, make the playoffs, and save his job. Like he doesn't want to be out of a job next year, and so this is a number one, a one, save your job type of move. So. I mean, Masai Jerry just showed that you got to take big risks sometimes if you want to. This is quite the win risk. The champ, so this is his of version the, of that. Shit, they didn't give away that. They got more. Like they didn't give away this much. No, they didn't. I mean, they, they gave didn't. away Demar Derozan. <laughs> it That's was still all. pretty good. They give, I mean, they they gave away Demar Derozan in a pick, and they got Danny Green back with them. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that was not. The thing is, though, a year ago people weren't sure if Kawhi was even healthy, so or if he would play. So I mean, we've got the benefit of hindsight now, but we didn't even know if he would have played. Well, but I mean, but it, I think a lot of people thought yeah. that they won that trade, even at the beginning of it. I mean, the more, uh, a lot of people thought out. it was even even. Well, I think the difference between the two trades, the one that Andre brings up, is that the Raptors one was kind of no risk. Uh, Masai Ujiri was going to blow up the Raptors if they couldn't get anything worth it anyway. And if Kawhi Leonard didn't produce, blow it up anyway. Like, yeah. they were going to rebuild either way around. But for the Lakers, if they suck, that's going to really suck because now the next seven years, yeah. one of those picks is in, like, 2023. Yeah. Who knows yeah. what it's going to be then? So, yeah, they're one shit show away from having nothing because... Who's to say, and I don't think this would happen, but you never know. Who's to say? There could some, be just one injury. The, yeah, one injury at the beginning of the year, and Anthony Davis is like, fuck. Let me go ahead and just test free agency. Dwight yeah. Howard did. He went to yeah. the Lakers just like this and then went to Houston, went to a smaller so he market. he could do that. He could He could really, I mean, he probably won't. He'll probably stay with the Lakers. Dip but, his toe in the water. Yeah, but he could, he, can, he could say, he could come out and be like, damn, this, the pressure here is way too much. I mean, and something good's going on over there in New York. I think uh, what somebody signs with another New York. year goes by. Oh, Kevin Durant, go, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant could go this season. Yeah, Kevin Durant could go this season to the Knicks or to Brooklyn, He's and then because Brooklyn would have the space. Uh, like I said, I have to look at that. But suddenly there's a better situation in New York, and he's like, "Let me go over there." But yeah, as far as the, the Lakers are fucked for the next half decade. Dang, it, it's that fun. would suck. It's fun like <laughs> assigning the troops to like the imaginary board before the season starts. But like we know that Anthony Davis, we know LeBron James are going to go to the Lakers. LeBron James isn't the spring chicken. Anthony Davis has been more healthy in recent years, but he averages about 65 games played a year. The West is going to be a tightly packed conference. Who knows if the Golden State Warriors are the sixth seed and then Klay Thompson looks back and they get hot and they're racing to a top seed. They're going to need a long performance out of both of these guys that they want to get to the heights they want to go to. They want to get a favorable road through the playoff conference, uh, kind of like the Portland Trailblazers did this year, Denver Nuggets did this year. And they're going to need some defense. Kyle Kuzma is not a great defender. LeBron James is not a defender the way that he used to be. He rests a lot on, on that side of the floor. He shoots a lot of threes on offense to save his energy. Uh, and so Anthony Davis is going to have a, a really big workload. And he's a guy that 
often gets these nagging injuries, sprained finger, sprained this, left the game in the third quarter and won't return for this game. So they're going to have a – he's got a long season ahead of him, a lot of work, and so I wonder if he's up to that workload when he's probably going to have to play center, given unless, depending on what happens in, in free agency, but that's not a position that he likes to play. He doesn't like to get banged up, banged on all, all season long, especially at that, at that place. So I really wonder how it's going to fit on the court. Which brings us to our uh, our next topic. You talked about, you know, who knows what's going to happen in free agency. Let's talk about some of the free agency names that are out there. Who would fit into the Lakers, quote-unquote, new core <laughs> of LeBron James and AD? They only have five guys on contract, Rich. Yep. Only five guys on contract, and they're already eating up about $70 million. So who out there on the list of free agents could actually become a part of it and not cause them to spend $300 million? I feel mm-hmm. like... Oh, wait, were you about to say no. something, Andre? I feel uh, like a uh, dumb take. <laughs> I feel like uh, we're all for dumb takes, Andre. Go yeah. ahead. What you want, Isaiah let Thomas? It, back? Let it rip, <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah. He's Thomas. a free agent. <laughs> he was just spotted in Lakers colors, hooping <laughs> it up in California. I mean, I was thinking Carmelo Anthony. That's definitely possible. I think they're gonna shoot some shots before they get to those shots because I think that bullet will be in the chamber the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's like one of the. That's the, the last bullet in the chamber yeah. right there. But Austin Rivers would probably be a, a good fit. for Yeah, him. he's crafty. He can run the good pick defender. And roll. They need somebody that can run the pick and roll. That's not LeBron. Like, like somebody, <laughs> anybody. You know, they only have five players. No, so you say that, but then I. Well, I mean, obviously, when he's on the bench, you need somebody who can do that. And the same true for the center position. You need somebody who can grab the boards play defense you know in the second lineup on the second rotation but um the bronze thing's always been that he needs shooters so what are some shooters out there that that they could add i think chris middleton would be a really good fit good on defense definitely passable you know he's smart smart player can light it up um hasn't been wasn't super stellar in every game of this of this deep playoff run with Giannis. He seems to be really happy in Milwaukee, but if they could get their hands on him, I think that they'd be really happy. I don't know how much money he would command. I figured he'd be in the range of the Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, maybe D'Angelo Russell types, but a little over thirty million. I think it's thirty-one and a half. And they they don't quite have the space for that. They have two guys that they could uh, shed some salary with uh, with the Lakers for a combined like million and a half. So I don't think that's going to do it. But that's one guy. Uh, another guy that I thought would be pretty feisty and somebody I, I would see in, I would like to see in a lot of situations, including for the Dallas Mavericks, would be Patrick Beverly. Really feisty, great off the ball, can run the second unit, run the pick and roll, uh, gives that team an identity, another plus defender besides Anthony Davis. And you know a good person they could pair up with him would be like Danny Green because he's, he's a free agent this, this season too. So that'll give you two good defenders yeah. plus a spot-up shooter. Yeah, I think it. I think a lot of those – I think a move like that definitely hinges on what Kawhi does because he wants to stay in uh, – I think whatever Kawhi does, he's the – Danny's making his decision year. based you off of that. You know how LeBron was always kind of like that, that – The linchpin. Everybody's waiting. So they're yeah. waiting for the first domino to fall yeah, exactly. before they – And then they're like, okay, LeBron's going there. I want to go there. Or LeBron's going there. Okay, now you, there. now you have to pay me more because LeBron's not coming here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so exactly. And then Give we, me my money. We all remember 2016. Yeah, I think but, if – Oh, yeah. I think if Kawhi decides to stay in Toronto, I think that all those guys – Oh, yeah, will, Daniel, they'll, they'll definitely wanna, stay. They'll be like, run it back, bro. Run it back. I think somebody who would like to make a return to L.A. would be uh, JJ, uh, Julius J- Randle. No, J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick? Yeah. You think he, yeah. I think he likes it in Philly. He's talked a lot about mm-hmm. staying in Philly. Yeah, he likes the East Coast from what I've seen. Yeah. I could definitely see him I don't know if listen to his podcast, be a good but piece. Yeah, he would be. It depends on how much money he wants to get paid. He's getting paid at, like, what, $17 million? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's and, like $14 million. And if Jimmy million. leaves, they're not going to not pay him. They're gonna, uh, uh, but Jimmy the thing leaves. with J.J. is, yeah, he's. I think he's the perfect kind of shooter. Like, he's an upgrade for Kyle Korver because he's going to move a little bit better. Kyle Korver's bigger. But, uh, and older. Yeah, but that's the problem. Uh, 
but they both have the same problem where they're not really as good defenders, and so. I think he's your sixth man, though. I don't think yeah, he's yeah, necessarily. Yeah, good, good as a sixth guy. But then, and then that also gets into it, something that a lot of people don't always take into account when they kind of just throw away throw out scenarios is a lot of guys, they will make their decision based on if they start or not. So Wesley Matthews, they wanted him in Houston. They wanted to get him um, this past off or this past trade deadline uh, when he became a buyout candidate off the Mavericks, but he opted to go to Indiana because, because he had a starting position Indiana. there. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty big too. I would think that JJ Redick would start just name recognition. People saying, Oh, they got JJ. They got Anthony Davis. They got shooters. They got LeBron. LeBron got the shooters they wanted. Let's get the news cycle rolling ESPN baby. So <laughs> that's what I would imagine in that scenario. Um, one one that I think is a long shot is a reunion with Kyrie. I, I think that that is a, I mean, there's so much that has to go right there. Right. Like they say Kyrie and LeBron have kind of, you know, resolved their the issues that they might have had in the past. But then you have to also account for, you know, New Orleans waiting for the trade deadline and then Kyrie saying, hey, let me go. Ah, that that one might be a real long shot. It's but, like you ever have a roommate that you're like, man, that guy can't stand this guy. And then y'all don't live together anymore. And it's like, hey. You're not so bad. I, I feel bad. And then you live together again. It's like, God, this is why I couldn't stand you. It could be like that with Kyrie Irving. It, it and could be. And honestly, when you have, when you had, uh, um, oh yeah, that too. Getting yeah. back with the next. I think we've, I think we've been there. <laughs> yeah. LeBron. Uh, I think LeBron has never had a teammate of AD's quality in, at the big position. Um, he never hey, has. man. Who? Big Bosch Z. is pretty good. Oh Who? yeah. Bosch Chris was Bosch was pretty good. Yeah, but he wasn't like a true center. Yeah. Um, great on defense, but just not really big. But I think the, the I think the biggest part of that is they do want to run run a lot of pick and roll. You don't have to post up LeBron. Last year he was not a not that he he's always a threat, but he was the guy that was posting up, and that was a problem because there's a lot of ISO, a lot of post ups by LeBron. And it's like let's just swarm him because Alonzo Ball can't hit a shot. Kyle Kuzma might get hot, but we'll take our chances. And, mm-hmm. This year, it's like, okay, if you if you drop it in the post to AD, you need a guy that's a threat on the perimeter. So yeah. I don't think you need a guy that needs the ball in his hands, and that's where Kyrie is, and he wants to take like 40 field goals a game. Like, you're taking touches away from LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis. You don't want to do that. Yeah, Kyrie Irving can play a share-off ball. Uh, he definitely wants to run the show, and that's great for tired LeBron. Uh, LeBron, at the moment, is their best three-point shooter on the roster. Ooh. He really has improved from volume this past season. I wonder if it's going to improve. He is a guy that's all about improving. Uh, let's give him the credit on that. He's always expanding his game, but it could be a trend that regresses towards the mean a little bit as far as his volume shooting. And that's kind of how he kept his stats up so high. 28, eight and eight on this, you know, sub par Lakers team. Uh, so I, I will keep an eye on that I, what, as well, I guess. What do you think about Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb? Yeah, well, it's, it's worth a flyer. Um, real quick before we move away from Kyrie. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that Kyrie, and this isn't like a long shot because they've been talking about it. I think he and KD are going to end up on Brooklyn. They met up this weekend to talk about free agency in New York. I don't think they're going to the Knicks. Why wouldn't you go to the Knicks when the net the Nets are right down the road and have a much better organization, two max slots just like the Knicks do, and a better supporting cast? Yeah, and I would have been all and they made the playoffs for it. I would have been I would have <laughs> yeah. been all with you, man. Uh, I think the injury kind of puts it in a weirder situation because I I just I wonder if uh, if Kevin Durant makes the choice. Okay, well I'd rather rehab this injury where I'm at already in Golden State. Well, that changes the only bit. thing that the only thing that uh the Brooklyn Nets have to say is you can rehab wherever you want. Yeah. You want to go back to LA and live a year in LA and rehab and who with all them guys. We just want you for years. Yeah, two, three, and four. Go, go recover. Do it wherever you want, wherever you feel most comfortable. At. Mm-hmm. We'll wait for you a year. And I think Kyrie Irving wouldn't mind being the star in Brooklyn for a year by himself. 
Yeah, I wonder. That's what he's been wanting in Boston. That's true. I just wonder how. They'll probably still make the playoffs like they did this year. It's possible. I just wonder if he'll rub anybody the wrong way while he's doing it. Because, you know, that's what he. Kyrie Irving, that's what he did in Boston. No, but who would he rub the wrong way in? Oh, I mean, whoever they want to keep around. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, if they keep him around. Darius Levert. Oh, oh, yeah, Jared Dudley. Dudley. He'll be a coach eventually. I don't think they've had it. They had the amount of success that, and they're not nearly as deep as that Boston Celtics team was. And I think they tried to force too much in Boston, which. And well, we, they had you, too many good players. Yeah, I don't think you have that problem in Brooklyn. Like, I think guys are gonna be more willing to be like, "Yeah, here's your role Come player on, and stuff. Uh, let's go off and let's, let's try to it. win. Let's try to make something happen." Too many mouths um, to feed. If that Boston. does happen, mm-hmm. what happens with D'Angelo Russell? Uh, I don't think he's gonna be there together on defense. They can't get it done, and together, I feel like their effective field goal percentage would be too low to sustain a positive offense. He has a restricted free agent. What are some teams that might offer him? Oh, oh, one thing I got one that. Sheet. I'm not sure if everyone's thinking about right now, but the I think Mavericks. Nope. I think, uh, I know. So Andre's got the Mavericks. You got to pull a preliminary guess. Shit, that's what I would want him to. I can't think of anywhere else. I mean, he could go to the Lakers, but I don't I, think he wants to be back. there. Right, I think he's, it's a ship sailed. It's a big league. Clippers. Man. Nope. It's a big league. I think he'll be, wait, hold on. You're asking about where you think D'Lo's going to end up where I think, uh, I think an underrated spot for him to go where he would fit well. And they have a need for him that could pay him. Were they contenders already, and they just kind of... Uh, they were in the playoffs. It's a big, give me a it's second. A, it's a big league, man. Yeah, no, give me a second. Somewhere where he would immediately... His presence would be felt immediately. Oh, the oh, Spurs? Nope. No, the Sixers. Uh-uh. The Utah Jazz, man. They don't oh, want Ricky yeah, Rubio. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. need the offense. Yeah. They got a good true. defense around him to kind of uh, absorb some of his some of his uh, shortcomings. And they just need a guy that can heat up. Like, they don't got Rodney Hood on the team anymore. DeAndre, uh, um... Donovan Mitchell wanted to take a step forward, but he can't do it all himself. He's still really young. Yeah, he's still carrying everything. You know, Rudy Gobert can't really create much, but he needs another pick and roll partner. And uh, then Joe Ingles kind of had an off season last year. Yeah, and so you wonder what's gonna re- if he's gonna regress to the mean, or if that's the average, or if he's gonna be able to exceed again. So yeah, I think D'Angelo Russell would be a good fit, kind of like what I thought about Wesley Matthews at the trade deadline last season. So that's the one I'm kind of keeping around. Better off on the Maverick. It's possible. <laughs> uh, so. So yeah, that's kind of what I think as far as Joe Russell. He's pretty solid off the ball, you think? Yeah, a, that's what he a, would have to do to be doing. effective here in Dallas. Yeah, um, I feel like he needs a lot of touches to to be effective, and mm, and I think the Mavericks might not necessarily be the best. The Mavericks have shown that they want the ball in Luca's hands as much as possible when it's down Luca's right call Porzingis. So that's kind of oh, I'm excited for next year. Yeah, me too. It hasn't really hit me the way Porzingis. Speaking yet. of, I know right until you see him in a jersey. Speaking of the Mavericks, who are some names that they might? Go after, but we just talked about D'Angelo Russell. Uh, what's another need for the Mavericks, and who could fill that spot? So a lot of a lot of people talking. Kimba Walker, he's also in talks for making it to the Lakers. Uh, highly valued across the league, scoring point guard. Uh, I personally think if he gets that supermax from the Charlotte, he should just take it. You yeah, think so? I think you need to secure your secure the bag. <laughs> like yeah. he's a short guy. He's not going to age gracefully. All indicators say, look at Chris Paul in Houston. One of the best point guards we've seen in he's 34 though. He did. All right. He made right. it. He got a good run. No, he did great, but <laughs> I'm saying he's not aging super gracefully. So yeah. this is the contract that he needs to cash super in. Max. on. That's what I think he'll do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that it would be the best fit for the Lakers. Like, do you need a third guy that's going to just be shoved in the corner and not get all the shots off? Like look at Kevin Love, look at Chris Bosh mm-hmm. in the first, exactly. in the first run with the Miami heat. Um, so I think like you said, stay in, in, uh, in Charlotte, they already want him there. He wants to be there. He said, he'll take less. He would be a good fan on the Mavericks. Great offense, great offensive, uh, player clutch shots. I remember that shot he hit for, uh, hit and to secure the NCAA final. 
Oh, for UConn? Yeah, exactly. So really great, but I think he's a little too short. You know, um, if the Raptors have taught us anything, one, I'm, they're contradicting me because for, uh, Fred I mean, Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry are very short. Yeah, but like, we need guys that can defend, that can pass, and can shoot. And Kemba is not the best defender, and he's a little bit short, so people can attack their weaknesses. Um, Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry are a little bit out of the norm because they're such bulldogs, and Kyle Lowry is a great post defender. So I would say uh, Patrick Beverly would be a good fit for the Mavericks. We did see him send out the eye emojis to Luka Doncic on Instagram earlier this year. And Luka, I think, sent him back. Yeah. So we, we all know what that <laughs> means. He's like, what are you looking at, dog? <laughs> like, yeah. I, uh, uh, that would actually be a very good fit. Doesn't require the ball in his hands. You're going to get all you, – you're, you want to get a large number of your shots from Luka or from uh, Porzingis. Yeah, so. Patrick Beverly's good off ball, and he can run the second unit. His ego's not too big. Good good locker room guy. People love having him on the team. People on the opposing team hate having him on your team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would we like. We need that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. We My, need that guy that's going to disrupt. Yeah, some the street cred. Yeah. Street cred. He's going to – and he's gonna what's gonna call it? He's gonna disrupt the offense. Yeah, I the heard other, the other team's offense. I heard Andre revving up the the yeah, Andre y'all, music. You already know. What's man. Andre about to say? Nah, I, I mentioned Kimba, but my real number one pick is Malcolm Brogdon. Man, <laughs> uh, I've been Malcolm talking about him all Brogdon. season. Smart. Y'all, y'all mentioned playmaking, shooting, good off the ball, good defense. He's yeah. got all that. Yeah, for this sure, term is overused, but he's very much three and D. Uh, yes, that's for sure. Well, but he can play make too. Everybody wants him. Uh, yeah. Everybody wants a player like that. And you know, I say that it's overused, but damn, that's fucking hard to find. Yes, it's, so, a, it's a premium. It's a name that a lot of people out there probably aren't familiar with. I think I've probably asked the rookie of the year twenty sixteen. Yeah. A, a solid twenty people that are like, "Did you watch the finals?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man. What do you think about the offseason? What do you think the Mavericks are gonna do?" And they're like, "I think they should get Kemba." You know, all the big names. And I'm like, "What about Malcolm Brogdon?" And they're like, "Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon? Did you not watch any of the Eastern Conference Finals or, or any of the Eastern Conference playoffs? He's like, a, you're gonna see him ball, man. He's got a little bit of playoff chops. He's young. He's pretty spry. He's 26 though, so he's not a baby. He's yeah. he has good defensive in- instincts. Same age as no, actually, he's still older than uh. He's still older. Yeah, exactly. A little bit older, and you know, good head on his shoulders. He's called the president for a reason. Mm-hmm. Grad four year man at a. Whatever college you went to, yeah, he yeah, we got to replace another politician because we lost Barnes, so he was like a career politician once he's finished the NBA. We got to replace him. We got to fill that void on the team, and he fits perfectly into the into what the Mavericks are trying to do. I think it's definitely a missing piece. Somebody who can provide offense, uh, give you that spark on offense if when needed. You know, if, if one of the other guys isn't isn't going too strong, um, kind of does what Patrick Beverly does on defense. Can you imagine with, both? <laughs> that would be sick. We have enough space for both. Uh, even if you, ha- I, I think Malcolm Brogdon probably would demand uh, uh-huh. max on the on the market. Yeah, so I think yeah. we don't fuck around. If that's what you're going after, just offer him the max. It's twenty. He he slated to make twenty five five. Um, the Mavericks, depending on what Dwight Powell does, um, would have if Dwight Powell, which I believe he already opted out, would have about what did I say the other day? I think I said like fifty million. Said, yeah, what was it over? What over it was about four? fifty million. Yeah. Uh, but even if he opts in, we still have about forty million. So you can offer him that, and then you could probably bring in Patrick Beverly at you know. I would say three 10 years, to 12 million. ten million, twelve million is yeah. kind of what I was. That'd be ama- that'd actually be a freaking amazing lineup. Mm-hmm. You have Porzingis play the five. I mean, he could play the five. You don't need a you don't need a traditional big man. You need someone that can help him guard in space, though. That is a weakness that Porzingis has. Uh, he's super tall. Takes him a long time to go side to side. So, so the main reason that Dwight Powell opted out was to get more years. Would he be somebody that you would be willing to put in that starting lineup to kind of help? I'd love protect, that. Protect the rim. Athleticism. He can defend the perimeter a little better. And he had a really good season. I mean, yeah. he's he's 
he's definitely athletic, which the Mavericks lacked for a lot of years. Yep. So he, he's definitely athletic. And, you know, on defense, you'd have Brogdon and uh, Patrick Beverly, who are very strong defenders. I'd be cool with that. You don't need a ton of offense from him. You got offense everywhere else. As long yeah. as he can keep the ball moving and somehow take be a some drills, threat too. Take He's some a drills on like some decision making so that he can when he wants to toss the pass out to the corner, he can take a look first and see if it's covered because a little too many turnovers for my liking. And, and we'd be very supposed to grow. We'd be a long team too. Like we'd be able to grab some boards because um, I think a lot of people don't really think about Porzingis as somebody who can grab rebounds, but he can. Seven foot three, man. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> They don't think about that. They that's, think, oh, it's this big guy that can shoot. That's Bobby Heights. Yeah, but he can rebound. He can actually, he can actually defend uh, in the post. Great, he's not great a great blocks. Great yeah, blocks. He's not an amazing perimeter defender, right. but he can definitely block in the po- uh, defend in the post. So, I think he might be slightly underrated as far as the defense. That actually would look like a very nice lineup, and I think uh, the Mavericks could. Uh, we'll see. The next few weeks are going to determine the, what what the. Uh, yeah, what the got, entire season is going to look like. We got the like. draft coming up, too. Uh, what day is the draft? It's this Thursday. June's. Dang. Three days from now. Yeah, it's this Thursday. Um, projected top three picks. Nothing too exciting from what I'm hearing outside of those. Uh, some people are speculating that the Pelicans might trade down. I feel like they're going to take man their... Like, with the... with oh. the uh, Was it the seventh and tenth pick that the Hawks have? Uh-huh. Thinking about grabbing a big man with one of those picks because they don't really... They don't really see a whole lot that they can get with that fourth pick. So, I think they want to... You know, expand their roster a little bit, take a chance on a big man as opposed to. I can't even remember who the projected number four pick is, but the top three are supposed to be um, Zion, Jean Morant, and um, R.J. Barrett. So, barring any kind of injuries or any kind of thing coming up in the uh, in the physicals, I think it should stay that way. Didn't you mention that to me, Rich? That Jean Morant came back with some stuff. Yeah, for the Memphis projected number two pick, uh, probably gonna miss some of summer league, if not all of it, from wherever he gets drafted. Yeah, I think you still draft them, though. And I'm hearing some hype for the number four pick, of course, because now the Pelicans have it, and they're in the spotlight right now. Like The name is kind of escaping me as far as who it's going to be, yeah. but uh, he's supposed to be a, a point guard. And so we're thinking about Drew Holiday. Of course, great player, great defender, good shooter, uh, lighting it up next to Zion Williamson and, and the new Pelicans young core. Um, they're wondering also. if he's going to be a fit with uh, – with these guys, but I wonder, like, doesn't matter to me. Take the best talent available. I kind of think of that way, kind of yeah, like the church. Always take the best talent. The church available. of Sam Hinkie. Take the best talent available. You can trade them later. <laughs> Don't trade Robert Covington. Never <laughs> trade Robert Covington, man. Sixers, they would have won if they had Robert. Yeah, yeah. Rocco. They needed Rocco. <laughs> but they also needed Jimmy, so. Hey, Jimmy was in Dallas a couple weeks ago, wasn't he? He was. But, uh. Richard, you're, you're like you wish. We're on the hype train right now. Let's ride it while we can because right. they haven't dashed our hopes yet. <laughs> I like this last scenario we said. Let's just hope. Yeah, I like that one. one. That's probably the best scenario. Give me Malcolm. Any other names that we're missing out? I think the Raptors are all going to hinge on. All the free agents from the Raptors are going to hinge on what Kawhi does. I think if they if he stays, they stay. Guys, I think what they'll, about, ta- they'll take less. What about Clay Thompson? Those and so we, di- we didn't really talk about their injuries. Um, I think they're both going to get offered Mike's contracts by the Warriors. Yeah, I think the Warriors have already come out and said they're both they're, offering they're a message. They're going to fight the ACL team. They're yeah. going to punt this season and just let them recover, have fun, first year in the new arena, and see what they can do. I too. feel like they'd have to do that. Though. So you were right, Richard, when we argued about if anything would keep them from... Should we tell the people about <laughs> about your That's prediction? Fine. I mean, all I, it wasn't a prediction. It was speculation oh, as you're to right. how much they were valued clay thompson your accidental prediction yeah <laughs> they have to do that yeah. well i was just asking so yeah. a couple weeks ago i was talking to rich and i was like where well, we were messaging on our group uh chat and i was like what makes you so sure that 
that uh, Clay Thompson's going to get the max. What if he tears an ACL? <laughs> and literally four days, five days later, he tears an ACL. That's super unfortunate. Yeah, that's some shit. Um, but at least it proved <laughs> it answered right, that question. It answered hey. the question of what they would do, and it looks like he's still going to get the max. Small victories. Yeah, that was crazy. But let's like, hope they have a quick recovery because the NBA is better with more stars, not less. At least he didn't blow both ACLs, like I said. That's true. You did say. You <laughs> did say. I said, what There's if he blows time. both no, ACLs? Double. <laughs> he, could, he, oh, he could do like John Wall. He, I was just about to say that. He got was further, it like slipping the bathtub or something? further injured when he was in his house trying to get on his like scooter or whatever. Oh, and, my gosh. And that's unfortunate because you're the most vulnerable in those moments yeah, exactly. trying to navigate. Such a you can be 90s extra, sitcom well, way to get injured. Well, you can just like be extra careful and then still Something happens, but um, I think well, obviously, yeah, they want him. I think Clay is gonna easily sign that offer. And then um, the thing about Durant is, if I'm Durant, I I think he's going to ultimately leave and go to Brooklyn. But it would be smart to sign the long term uh, max with the Warriors um, because I mean you you don't know how you're gonna come back from. But either way, does he get an extra year if he stays with the Warriors? Yeah, five years. Okay, then that that's the smarter move as far as like securing, as you said, securing the, the bag. Secure the bag because you don't know how you're going to come back from an Achilles tendon. Only one player has that they keep naming as somebody who came back and was the same was Dominique Wilkins. Other than that. Yeah, that sure is what my coworker said today. He was like, "Well, you look at Dominique Wilkins looking super explosive." Well, that's what the fucking example everybody yeah, uses. Yeah, yeah, that's so one. It's that, it's that one take that everybody. Hears. Thing no, is, right. like, KD but, still doesn't even have to be super explosive. He's KD. Well, he's a perimeter shooter, so right. he's he's not he's but, not what they yeah. call a Skywalker. Right, right, but still, that's still one element of his game that makes him so unguardable is that he can do everything. So yeah, if, if you true. take one or two things out of that, he suddenly can't do everything. And people were saying that the first injury he had was worse. What, I don't even remember foot. what the hell it was. We broken don't foot. we don't know anything until he starts playing games and sees recovery and all that. But you're right. Like when they were comparing Dominique Wilkins as the as the model that he should go after because of new medicine. It's like when you know, it's like when everyone compares draft picks. Oh, this guy looks like the next Dwayne Wade. Like you're comparing him to the exception. <laughs> yeah, like they're the exception for a reason. <laughs> it's because yeah. it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. So, so I think he. I don't know. I still think he's going to Brooklyn. Yeah, I think, I think he's tired of the shit surrounding. Maybe he's just tired of Draymond Green. <laughs> he could be. Remember when Draymond Green told them they could win without him? Yeah, this is during regular season. Remember yeah, when they were all feuding and shit? I do remember <laughs> they that. Fucking lost. People say, "Well, they lost Clay." Yeah, they were still down three games to one with Clay. Like, and so I guess that sort of wants to that if we want to segue a little bit to the last bit of uh, information that I wanted to bring up. So Durant and uh, Draymond Green went on that highly publicized uh, feud or or skir- ker- kerfuffle, kerfuffle. <laughs> uh, during the regular season. I think they were playing the Hawks that day. Um, but that reminds me of a couple of other stars that are reportedly um, ESPN's Tim McMahon coming out with a story today about the Houston Rockets with James Harden and Chris Paul sort of scuffling grinding each other's gears uh <laughs> i've never heard that yeah, was, right. yeah. <laughs> you grinded my gears yeah. that's why i'm not talking to you <laughs> getting on each other's into the, the state farms commercials huh hey real quick who do you think draymond called after these finals uh everybody <laughs> jimmy everybody. butler tobias harris all fucking the bank yeah. group text on accident he's like, he's like clay go ahead and oh. go oh. uh <laughs> <laughs> he's scared Anyway, so what's going on in Houston? <laughs> yeah, so it's the story started off talking a little bit about the new owner, which me and Andre talked about uh, a few a few weeks ago about the different quotes and the general look of not looking to spend, trying to stay under the luxury tax, the repeater tax, even if it's at the cost of building the the optimum team. Uh, you know, we might 
remember that uh, James Ennis the third got left at the trade deadline and went over went over to Philadelphia and kind of contributed some during their playoff run, uh, where the Rockets definitely could have used them at that time. But the meat of the story and the quote that kind of jumps out is Chris Paul kind of getting irritated during different press conferences where it's after you know uh, first round playing against the Jazz. They're at the podium. Chris Paul's next to James Harden. Question one. So Andre is uh is Chris Paul. JV is James Harden. Okay. And I'm like, hey, James, how'd you feel about the Rudy Gobert uh, screen action? Um, Thanks for answering. So next question, I got it for uh, James. What do you think about this? How did you and Chris uh, blah, 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 navigate blah, blah, on blah, blah, this? Blah, blah, blah. What do you think? Hey. So James. <laughs> uh, that happened. Yes, it was like that. And so Chris Paul was like, hey, I'm, I'm out of here. And he just patted James on the shoulder and walked out of the press conference. Uh, and James gave him that side eye, like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Like. What am I going to do? Not answer the questions. And that's not to say that that's where it all started, but. Um, that and, sounds like some shit Chris Paul would be mad about. And yeah. so, and so you know, last season, um, they had a great, great offense. Number one behind the Warriors again. Uh, most wins behind the Warriors again. No, they were number one. Oh, sorry. Number one. Sorry, sorry. Best offense behind the Warriors. What? Number one what? They were number one too. They're number one seed. Who? The Rockets. The Rockets. Went. Oh, last, last year. year. I was like, what? But anyway, yeah, so not to not to get this overly drawn out, but Chris Paul was an ISO machine, second only to James Harden, another ISO machine. And this year, we all know Chris Paul is taking a step back, come back Can't from his beat injury. His man. Yes, that's a uh, way to ruin it, Andre. Somebody <laughs> said that. Yeah, uh, a, oh, a, source, saying, a source within the Rockets says that James Harden that Chris Paul wants to coach James, wants to go away from as much isolation, wants to stay on the court. Uh, when James is on the bench and wants James to stay on the bench so that Chris Paul can run plays and run sets and run set offense. And James, and he's like, we got to get away from this ISO. And James is like, you can't even beat your man. Shut up and watch me. That's, that's what a source says. We don't know how, I mean, Tim McMahon is a great reporter, probably very reliable sources, but it's still hearsay until they come out and actually uh, claim that it's true. But yeah, pretty crazy. And so this isn't the first time we've seen Chris Paul get on somebody's nerves. That's his teammate of his. Yeah. So, uh, and so the reason I wanted to say that was Daryl Morey has been confronted on this story and he's saying, Hey man, when you're competing for the best, you can't quite get there. You want to win at the next level. Uh, tempers are going to flare. People are going to disagree, but that's kind of how you get to the end, the end goal. Just look at golden state. Do all their stars get along all the time? And that's what reminded me of Draymond yeah, Green. And that's Kim true. Durant, so it could, it could turn out to be nothing. And I think I hope for their sake that it turns out to be nothing because you know, we talked about last year. Oh, they were 20, oh, and 27 from threes. This is a wide open year. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. This coming year is wide open. This would be their time to say, you know what? Fuck, let's put our differences aside because we don't have to worry about the Warriors. And we feel like we can beat the Nuggets and the Blazers and the Jazz and even the new Lakers. We feel like we can beat them. Which, by the way, I think they probably could depending on who the Lakers get. But uh, they forgot about the Mavericks. They for, Yeah, they forgot about <laughs> no. the Mavericks. Uh, I think it's it it would be in their best interest to squash that, even if it did happen. I mean, I've talked shit to y'all. Yep. Right. Like we've all said something um, about each other at some point where we're like, all right, it was kind of a heat of the moment shit. Let's get over it. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if they they <laughs> if they're truly professionals, um, they should get over it and do your damn job. You're getting paid. Thirty-seven million is that almost forty Chris million Paul? almost forty million almost. I thought that was on the last year. This, uh, uh, it's coming up, dude. Was he was like, like thirty-eight. Pretty sure it was like thirty-seven. This should be the last year for him, though. Forty. He getting money. What? He's got. One it don't more, matter. One more. Thirty-eight Bro, between thirty-eight and forty. Last year. He's got yeah. one more after this year. 
They signed him to a three year. I thought it was an extension. No, it's four years. They They're gonna be four paying. years, dog. Yeah. This Jeez. is barely gonna be year two. Ooh. He making. He gonna be making forty four in his last one. So this year's already forty. Think so. Well, Trying either it don't matter. He's, it don't matter. Thirty eight to forty. Who cares? Forty or fucking <laughs> eating up some salary cap. Well, then they'd better fucking unless they can get the Lakers to somehow bite on him. <laughs> Uh, Horford get the banana boat back together. This goes back to me telling you they're going to get Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, they're yeah. finally going to get the banana boat together. Uh, Al Horford just Houston opted out of his. Uh, Al Horford opted out of his Boston final year, thinking about a uh, extension could, three years. He'd be good on the Lakers. Oh, he'd be Lord. good on the Houston Rockets. To to, to play what? <laughs> just trade him for Clint Capella. Trade him? Uh huh. You're gonna trade Clint Capella is on a discount, dog. <laughs> yeah. Why would you trade him? For Al Horford, make it another star. Daryl Morey went on record saying we need a third star. Yeah, he made thirty-eight um, and a half million. He doesn't think Capella's a star. I he mean, makes forty-one. Like Capella's obviously not that kind of level star, but, but I but think we talked about it this year. Uh, can you trade him to us? guys with his skill set? Somehow, Capella. Can we get, can we get him? Somehow? I don't want Capella. What? But guys, dude, with, only makes like it's eighty. Million. It's eighty million. Uh, for no, four dude, years. It's, it's eighty over it's four. It's fucking four years sixty. It's not. It's, bet. it's it's four years. Y'all want to bet it's four years sixty? Let's go. Actually, this motherfucker you. is on a discount. Let's preview the correction segment because someone's gonna be in there oh next week. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm telling you, he signed a I discount. Think it, I read it today. He's like four years sixty. It's ridiculous. Who I read put some money on this. <laughs> Look at that shit. Lunch? See, fifteen point five. He is on crazy discount. Four years sixty. I'm telling you. Hold up, wait. This is this is great. That's radio. why when you said trade him, I'm like, you're gonna trade One, that two, fucking three, contract. He's on a five year contract, but it goes up. So fifteen million. Five year ninety. So we're That's still a discount. That's still fifteen million, Rich. I, I didn't say it wasn't discounted. Mm, fifteen million. <laughs> I'm not trading that shit. How much is he slated to make on his last year? Eighteen million? Yeah. Mm, don't trade that. I'll God. what I was gonna say was <laughs> how'd they pull that off? His <laughs> average salary is eighteen. Players with uh, his profile, with his skill set, can be oh, played off the floor. Goes up with the cap. Sorry, you know, that yeah. cannot be his average if he's going to make 18 in the last year. That means his average is like 16. Uh, you're right. That's dumb. Yeah, he's crazy cheap. Sorry, go ahead, Ritz. Oh, nothing. I, I, I was, win that bet. What do you mean? I told you it was crazy cheap. Y'all said, were talking about four years. It wasn't, I didn't say it wasn't cheap. I just said it was 80 some million. And you said 60 million. It's not wrong. Four years, but 60. I wasn't wrong After either. this year, he's going to be making 50 million. 80's closer than 60. Anyway. But it doesn't matter. Who cares? Mm. <laughs> it's not my lunch. Any, uh, who lost? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> we both won. Hey, listeners, let us know who won. There's, the yeah, the, the poll's coming. The losers <laughs> like, are the listeners for the last three minutes. Exactly. <laughs> is there, all right, all right. Go, go, go. So this is anything else from the Rockets? Uh, that's pretty much it. I guess something to just keep an eye on. Um, no, keep J- P.J. Tucker over the keeper. James Harden has been in some some disagreements with teammates before Dwight Howard. Chris Paul has been some disagreements before with his Clippers, like almost entire organization. Um, which way do you think it leans as far as who's causing the James Harden? You think it's James Harden? Mm-hmm. James Harden is a cancer. I can see not a cancer, but I can uh, see I'm, him starting I'm, that. I'm kidding. He's it, like that I, low key guy. Like it's crazy. It's, you it's think? he's like one of those low key guys that will like tell you some shit. So think about like Kawhi Leonard, right? Doesn't really talk. James Harden talks a little bit more. But, like, you don't see his whole personality. And then when I saw him win the fucking MVP and saw him out there, like, he's the dude that would fucking 
talk shit to you. But Chris Paul, honestly, when he won that MVP, I think he was high as fuck. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He was pretty faded. (laughs) But what I was going to say was Chris Paul is just barking all day long to everyone about everything. For real, I think it's Chris Paul. And what I I read is that uh, James Harden's kind of laid back and, and averse to kind of conflict until... He had to come out and say what he reportedly said to Chris Paul. So I just think it's Chris Paul. Chris Paul didn't have a problem with the ISO last year when he was ISO in like crazy. Now he can't ISO. So let's do less ISO. Like, yeah, I think it's Chris Paul. I, I think it's Chris Paul. A little Paul. old man. Matty agent. Losing, yeah, losing his powers. Losing his powers. Trying to yeah. run a little powers. bit more. Yeah, I mean, he wants to feel involved because he can't beat his guy. So yeah. now you got to change the offense. Damn. Stupid. The Rockets are done for that contract. Anyway. But I, I think, to be fair, I do think they should, you know, evolve the offense a little bit more. Use James when it's working um, with the bench. You need to save him. They need so he's a new fresh. coach. No, and that's the other thing. Um, D'Antoni's gotten some great results. Like, I don't think they need to put him in the last year of his contract without giving him an extension. That's, what, well, that's where he's at. Right. That's where he's at. But you actually don't see that almost ever. They usually fire the coach in the last year or they give him an extension. They don't just let him coach with no future or whatever. Yeah. Because it gives the players well, there's uh, still time to a fire. sense of continuity. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I think they've talked about extending him, right? They did, yeah. but it 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 uh went off kilter and kind of went off the rails when the talks ended. Uh, D'Antoni went back to his Carolina, Virginia home, and Fertitta oh, was wanting to lowball him with an offer. I think it was five million with an extra million each year. The each year of the playoffs that they each you guys are distracting me. Um, JV trying to eat another Werther's original. <laughs> Each round of the playoffs that they succeed, he gets another million. Um, oh, that's bullshit. But if he if, if they fire him midseason, they only owe him half. So he they were like him yeah. and his agent were like, all right, this talk is over. <laughs> you're you're yeah. gonna stop being cheap, basically. Yeah. Well, shit, can he walk? No, he can't. He's in, get... he's got one more year. Um. Well, I that's think... crazy. But well, hopefully they figure it out because I I do like that. I do like the watching the Rockets play, but man, this fucking year is going to be ridiculous. So many teams on both yeah, sides. Man. Spurs oh, coming so back. Good. Spurs healthy. West yeah. is going to be rough. It is going to be rough, which leads me to our final uh, little question. Early, non-important, no basis predictions for next year's finals. <laughs> Y'all go first. Fuck. Well... <laughs> Just if you assuming have, Kawhi stays, nah, nah, quit that. <laughs> That's not a prediction. It's like the fucking guy I was listening to on Sports Center or whatever I, I it was. Have a prediction. It was like who's gonna win the Warriors? Uh, assuming Kawhi stays, I say Sixers and uh, Sixers and so Lakers. Kawhi stays. I don't care. That means I don't Sixers care. Still that means I don't care. Win. He had a lucky bounce. And why are you assuming shit? Just yeah, shoot. I'm just letting y'all yeah. know how much uh, I don't okay, care. Okay, okay, you, okay. you get it now? Yeah. So Sixers and Lakers. And Lakers. I have the Clippers and the Raptors because if Kawhi's gonna <laughs> so he's gonna play on both teams. teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, if <laughs> uh, this I know you Who just wins? I know you don't Offense like this or defense, race, but if Kawhi's he does, scoring himself. whatever team Kawhi ends up on, if he ends up on the Clippers, it's gonna be the Clippers against the Bucks. If he stays on the Raptors, it'll be the Raptors against the Nuggets. I think it'll be the Bucks, and they play against the Nuggets. No. Clippers, Clippers, because Kawhi is going to join the Clippers. No, if he joined the Clippers, you don't what think he they would make the, the finals? Well, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck no. I think I'll say the Clippers <laughs> too. Yeah, I think it'll be the Clippers. He ends up in the Clippers, but I'm not going to put some caveat as to what who ends up where. Just out loud. Why would you pick the Clippers? Yeah, if Clippers. you don't know that Kawhi is there. No, I'm. I'm just not going to. I'm not going to temper this pred- uh, prediction on. Fuck that. it. Just because pick they, two teams. Who I cares? Did, then. I, oh, okay. I did pick them. It's just I don't like when people are like, if this happens, then I pick these guys. Like. 
Just pick them. Oh, okay. Because then you get to be like, oh, well, I said if this happened, it was going to happen. Yeah, oh, I rolled oh, the die and I said if this. Every, as of right now, without that, then I picked the Nuggets and the Raptors. Nice. I think the Nuggets will fucking make the finals. Nuggets, they don't have Raptors. to worry about the fucking... They don't have to worry about the about Warriors. the Warriors, dude. They're only getting better. Man, you don't even know what Michael Porter Jr. is going to do. That's gonna yeah, be see, sick. that's the X Woo. factor, man. Woo. Man, they're has not he, losing anybody. Has he been practicing yet? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, just shoot around. Uh. Dude... The fucking, the fucking Nuggets aren't losing anybody. Yeah, and they were one game away from making it to the fucking, uh, from making it to the finals too. Semifinals, finals to the finals, yeah, yeah. to the Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. They lost to Portland in Game Seven. They had a pretty easy road to the finals, and they manipulated it to be that way. As far as like the end of the standings, win here, let these guys lose, will be in the easier bracket. That's why they got Portland. But I feel like they'll grow, and I think that's a fair pick. I think it's wide open. It could be several teams. It could be the Rockets, even if they get over this the turmoil. Nuggets. So we'll see how that goes. Unless Kawhi ends up. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens a on this. Asterisk uh, there. Yeah. We'll I see. can't wait till July first. Yeah, um, I mean the draft. The that's trade. gonna shape the entire year, and then we'll have a podcast on that very day because it's gonna be at six, so we can actually do a podcast as we're getting Is, the info. Isn't the moratorium on July sixth? Isn't no? You on July first, you can start. Uh, the moratorium that, was July 6th. I think it's yeah, a, that's when it's you can officially like sign yeah, but, but they can on July commit. first you, you can, can already commit. Oh, you can gotcha. commit. No, okay. that's when it's no longer it's tampering, a, and you can say, "Oh, I'm gonna commit to these guys." And, and it's at six p.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Instead so, of midnight, so not July first, June June thirtieth, uh, at six p.m. Gotcha. June thirtieth, six p.m. Yep, that's when guys can start committing, just like DeAndre Jordan did to us, and then he dicked us. <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> one of JV's We had to wait on the moratorium. Oh yeah. I was trolling you that year. He's a free agent, too. I wonder where he ends up. Nowhere. The, the Lakers. The Clippers. I'm just going to say the Lakers. <laughs> Could be the Lakers, shit. I, well, I feel like the Lakers are going to be like this. It's going to be like Toy Story. Remember when they fucking put together that that, where that, that kid next door? Put oh, together that one toy with a bunch Sid. of pieces. <laughs> yeah, where Sid like took all these toys. The little baby doll with no eye and all that stuff. That's going to be the <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> Oh, I'll make I'll make that our new logo. Yeah. Jamie's all better. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the new logo. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think that's all for us today, right, guys? Yeah, a little, little preview, a little taste of what's to come. If anything, uh, we'll definitely have a podcast next the Monday, and uh, we'll recap. <laughs> we'll try to have one Thursday for the draft, but definitely next Monday we'll recap the NBA draft, see who went first. I think we all know who that's going to be. Uh, but just kind of what that means for the NBA. Will the Pelicans keep their pick or will they trade down? A lot of speculation on that, but we'll find out Thursday. We'll recap you on that and then see if there's any other trades that happen uh, prior to the uh, free agent deadline. And then, of course, come the free agency, we will have a special podcast to cover all the major names making a move. But if you guys have nothing else, make sure you follow us. Oh, yes. Follow us on Twitter at Shot Caller Show. That's at Shot Caller Show. Hashtag Shot Caller Show. Send us a message to ShotCallerShow at gmail.com. Let us know who you think is going to win it all next year. 365 days away. But it's never too early. Until next time, I'm JV. Young Rich. The Chronic. And we are out.